0: Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate.
1: Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode. I'm doing it and let's figure it out with Antonio Daniels.
0: We are here to help you crush your goals. Guys, we've got a really exciting guest
2: today in Antonio Daniels. Antonio, Tony, welcome. I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the opportunity platform to share my story and hoping, you know, if it can fire one person, um, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't think I have a whole lot to offer, but still being new, I feel like I'm starting to figure it out with all the different kind of hurdles and, you know, just the different things that I have going on, just being able to stay focused. I'm, I'm passionate about what I do, so definitely rewarding. Hey, big respect
1: for someone that's a full-time firefighter, doing real estate on the side, having choose over the course of your life everything else uh,
0: we love it yeah guys so this is where tony's story is similar to a lot of yours right like and similar to mine starting having the full-time grind and then you get the side hustle trying to build the real estate out that's how most of us start so i think that you guys are going to find a lot of common ground in the story that you hear today so tony before i steal your thunder like tell them where you're at where you're headed where you're looking to go
2: yeah so grew up in a pretty rough area uh, cincinnati ohio pretty game written me and I had no idea you were an Ohio, Ohio guy. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Oh, okay. We're, we we're, di- we're <laughs> diehard, man. I just had a nephew that just graduated from there. He got drafted. He oh, got no drafted. doubt. Yeah, Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So Off- uh, we, Offensive lineman or defensive lineman? Yep, he was offensive left line. tackle. Yep. So we're pretty passionate about uh, Ohio State, man. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, O-H, baby, O-H. I-O. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you guys who don't know how
0: obsessed i am with ohio state football um i was actually in pennsylvania at the little league world series a couple days ago with my son and there was a guy standing in line for ice cream and he had a buckeyes hat on and i was like oh H," and he looks up and he's like no shit
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah anytime you hear that it's so amazing like anytime you hear that uh you know we, we were down in myrtle beach and uh you know we had a shirt on and i mean it was it was flying man it was flying oh H, and people were looking at us i'm like yeah, we're passionate. But honestly, about it. that's how you know if it's a real fan or not. I've seen right. some
0: others like wearing an Ohio State hoodie, and I'm like walking into the gym, I'm like, "Oh, H," and they're like, nah. <laughs> looking At me, I'm like, "Who bought you that hoodie?" Then, right, like, right. I'm really not a Buckeyes fan. So
2: that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Oh, you grew good up su- in started. Cincinnati. Sorry to yep, sidetrack yep. you there, but yeah, it's it's, really it's Cincinnati,
2: Ohio, pretty pretty rough area. Um, you know, uh, fortunate enough, we had some some early mentor people that kind of took us under their wing as we were you know, pretty heavy in sports. And, um, we went to what they call the boys and girls club, which was like an after-school program that yeah. kind of kept people off the streets, gave them hot meals, gave them opportunities to, you know, kind of grow, learn and have some fun. Um, so we were pretty heavy involved with the, uh, boys and girls club, which kept us off the streets as we had, you know, I had a bunch of friends who, who kind of got lost in that gang activity, kind of got lost in like selling drugs and, things like that you know uh, my mom worked a lot Uh, she she provided um you know it was one of them things we look back now we're like man like we were we were pretty poor but we never knew in that sense because you know we always had a hot meal and and uh we had that real love um you know our father wasn't in our picture uh so we you know kind of had to fill that void from some of the early mentors we had through the boys and girls club and coaching uh, some of our coaches that that poured in us and we still pretty heavy uh, to this day, talk to them, you know, kind of fast forward. And with, you know, now one of the coaches that kind of took us in is actually helping me with my venture with the uh, group home um, stuff. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, you know, relationship. I'm heavy, heavy, heavy about uh, keeping great relationships as I've always uh, tried to keep relationships. And now they're coming back twofold where I'm now, you know, meeting again, the same people who kind of helped me and are are now in a different place to continue to help me. Uh, so it's kind of a cool concept. So, I'm, you know, I'm kind of at the at the rooftop screaming heart, man, like, you know, the whole burning bridges and, you know, trying to get over on people usually burn you in the in the long run. So, um, you know, became a um, I'm a full time firefighter, uh, kind of did that grind where I'm 10 years into being a full time firefighter. While also running a speed and agility strength training program, um, I've got my own facility that I'm subleasing, and I'm kind of running that program. And with that, we're growing a little bit faster than I than I really expected us to. Just earlier today, we just hit like ninety eight thousand uh, followers on Instagram. Holy so cow! We, yeah, so we've been rocking. That's a lot. Time. Yeah, it's 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 going well, man. It's just, obviously it's a. It's a lot of work to kind of keep up with that. So now that's where I'm trying to get better at figure out my priorities, what's important. Um, I truly enjoy pouring into people. That's kind of what got me into the speed and agility part, seeing kids grow, seeing kids as I'm out, you know, with their t-shirts on and they're excited to, to talk to me. And, um, you know, fast forward to where now i kind of started getting into real estate um, you know, typical hearing about rich dad, poor dad, read that book earlier on in high school, really didn't resonate in me because I, you know, didn't have no money. So none of it really registered, you know, ended up rereading that book. And and it was just like a game changer for me. Yeah, uh, so, you know, growing up school was, you know, very difficult for me as I had dyslexia. And um, I knew some things were definitely going on, but how our school worked, if you were, had any kind of disability, you were in the classes, you know, the classes that had three lunches, two gyms away from general population. Got so you. everybody knew, and it was, you know, the, you know, we, we didn't know anything about bullying. We just knew people picked on you if you were in them classes. So I refused to kind of get the help that I needed. Um, and I did not get the help until I graduated high school Um, as I was going through kind of the paramedic program, which is a super, super hard kind of strange program getting tested. And, um, I'm glad I did because it one It showed me, you know, that, that I was normal. Cause I always thought, man, like I I'm just, I'm stupid. Like I I, literally, that's what I thought. Like I can't do this because something is wrong with me. And then once I got that, that clarity, like, no, you're not, you just learn different and here are the tools. To to for you to learn how to learn the way that is going to make you successful. So right. I, I really doubt pretty heavy into that and started learning how, how my mind worked. And it definitely was a game changer as it basically, you know, b- was able to break down kind of uh you know tools and processes for me to operate to be able to be successful. Super, so, super important. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Read,
0: have you read um, Malcolm Gladwell? I haven't. It, I think it's in David David versus Goliath, Okay, uh, that, that book. He talks okay. about how a majority of some of the most successful CEOs that we know of have dyslexia. And it's because they've had to overcome such a debilitating, I'm going to call it debilitating disease, or it's just like that natural hardwiring that makes it difficult mm-hmm. because folks in your shoes have had to overcome that from a very young age. It allows them to become those high-level CEOs because of the challenges they dealt with essentially their entire life. So it's actually like, I know that it's probably sucked to have it, but like, it's almost like a cheat code. Once you figure it out, which it sounds like you have, it's like the cheat code to get you to that next level because you've dealt with that level of adversity for so long.
2: Yeah. And and I think definitely has gave me like the passion to help others and give back. Like, I think that's where my passion has come as like, like, I know it's hard. It's, it's hard. I think that's where you
0: win. And that's why you win consistently because you want to see other people winning. And
2: then that just shows the universe yep. The universe gonna give it right back to you yeah'm yeah, I'm, I'm uh you know I'm I'm definitely in in that phase now where you know like doing right by people is is my first kind of priority right now okay. um and um I've definitely kind of seen that universe really 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 help me uh as I'm starting to you know help help more so kind of fast forward um you know got into got into real estate uh like early um, December of last year, kind of started to dibble and dabble. And then I got like super serious. I got heavy into like the bigger pocket podcast. Yeah. And I just became obsessed with, um, with listening. Right. My, my wife was, she was, she was so over me uh talking about real estate and kind of what I wanted to do, but I knew that, you know, this was like a vehicle to change the financial, um, life that that i never knew existed because i always thought real estate was for rich people i literally that that was my my train thought like you can only feel that
0: i feel man i grew up blue collar i watched my parents work One we work seven to three the other work three to eleven right i would never outside of weekends where i might see my parents together like wouldn't see them together during the week so like like you said like we had a warm meal we had what we needed but we didn't have much more than that yeah so Yeah. yeah I thought real estate was for rich people. I feel you. Yeah,
2: so I'm so fair, man, <laughs> and, and, and 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 you know, it's really like the the more I talk about it, I feel like I'm starting to get people that are like at least listening. Before it was like this foreign because we we're we're so conditioned to you know work 30 years, work 35 years, retire That's with pension. Like so, it's it's foreign. It's almost this foreign uh, language you're you're talking, and I can see it within the firehouse where now I'm starting to do deals and people like hmm let's sit and talk so now i'm mm-hmm. discovering it more because that's just how i how i am if someone asks me i'm like do you really want to know what's going on or are you just asking me how my day is going because right. you really know i'm gonna I'm tell you everything i know because i know it's going to benefit you which then is going to turn and benefit me because we're going to probably do a deal together down the road you yep. probably want to you know uh lend some money Um, So I'm kind of talking about it within our firehouse, kind of at the rooftop, like, hey, guys, there's a whole nother world out there other than just, uh, you know, our regular pension, you know, retiring and, you know, having to to, might go back to work because, you know, things start to go up inflation. And now, you know, some some property taxes go up and now you find yourself, you know, 50, 57, 58, 59 going back to work part time because that that extra money that you had it's not extra anymore it's going towards bills so you know so that's that's kind of where where i'm at now just talking about it so much so, so what
1: i'm thinking about is uh me being a former school teacher
2: uh, oh, you being you a firefighter
1: okay. um so many of the people they didn't want to take financial risk um and they saw that pension as almost like a golden parachute they, they yeah. never really worry about you know how like you said inflation and how that number you know it's 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 not that it's never going to be enough, but there are people that are having a hard time. My dad was a former police officer, and uh, back in the day, Jimmy, you don't even, probably didn't even know that uh, his pension is like peanuts. I mean, like it pays and, like the electric bill and the cable bill, and maybe one or two other utilities, and that's it. You know, because okay. he retired in nineteen eighty one, so you know that was forty years ago, and uh, he passed away. But my mom's still around, and they can't they couldn't never survive just on that
0: yeah i mean that's like my dad he retired from the carpenters union worked his ass off right from yeah. the time i was 12 years old on he couldn't even reach his his arm up to throw a baseball to me from hanging so many shoots of drywall right like and his pension's like two grand a month like not a lot at all not yeah. high at all yeah so i
2: feel that yeah, so so you know, I, I started to kind of really get a little heavy into, like I said, the bigger pockets. Um, and I, I kind of just became obsessed. And um, like I said, I knew kind of how my brain worked is, you know, I, there was just so much information and every episode was somebody doing something, and I'm like, oh, this, oh, I want to do this. And so it was like that shiny object syndrome. So yeah, uh, you know, kind of what I knew I needed to do is find a mentor. You know, I, I started thinking back like, how did I become, you know successful in my eyes, right? Like everybody's success looks different. So I'm like, you know, I made it out this, this, this gang written area. How did I do it? I had a mentor, you know, I was able to get through the fire service. How did I do it? I had a mentor. So it was like, naturally my whole thought process was find a mentor that can kind of lay out how my brain works with checklists. Hey, don't worry about all this noise. You have to do this first. And the rest doesn't matter because if you don't do this first thing first, then none of this matters so um i ended up uh joining actually i I found a local guy he was cincinnati ohio his name was uh nate berger so he had uh yo
0: boys with my with uh okino
2: yeah yeah so I yeah man all right small world yeah i joined their uh group and uh it was super 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 knowledgeable was that um, six.
0: 360? Oh, Bird,
2: Bird, so three Bird 360 is their uh, thing, but is. the Academy is is there um, kind of online. So met some of the, some great local guys. Uh Jarius is is awesome. Um, yeah. but then again, you know, like I said, I was I was still struggling in a sense because it was still kind of this too much information because it was all online. So I ended oh, yeah, up man.
0: you gotta figure like, I mean, I know what I know now, but when I got started, scary what I didn't know. but also like just the amount of information that's out there and trying to figure out like what piece fits, what we need to do, what you or I need to do next. And you're like, wait, what is it? Yeah. But I think what you said is super important. One mentor. I say this to my team all the time. You got to pick one mentor and go deep. So I'll be honest, like this year I'll spend more money on coaching and mentors than most realtors make in a year. Right. Like I'm spending a ton of money on coaching. Um, But it's because these are all guys who have done it. Right. But now I have, I understand like what I'm looking for. Right. So you had to make the decision. You hear all these strategies in the bigger pockets. All right. Well, what do I want to do? Well, I know I want to own multifamilies. Let me go find Nate Berger. Right. I know that I want to build a killer retail business. So I went down to Apex in Dallas and I found Brandon Brittingham and I'm headed down to Maryland next month to go meet with Brandon Brittingham to build the best retail sales business that Rhode Island's seen. Right. So but he's got the number one team in Delaware and Maryland for two years running. They do the most units out of any other team. So like
2: it's becoming crystal clear what you want. I think that's uh where, where that's we are well, majority of people you know they they kind of know what they want, but they're not crystal clear what sure. they want and um that was the you know the biggest thing that for me to to get crystal clear. So I ended up uh finding it was uh on bigger pockets one of the episodes uh Mike Webb uh and that was the that was the the game changer for me as uh Mike is a firefighter also and um, reached out to him through social media and i kind of hounded him about doing some some one-on-one training uh and he did he had never done any kind of one-on-one training before and he was like hey you know I'm, I'm willing to to give it a shot he said you know but i i need six months and i need you to to do xyz and, and i kind of explained to him how my how my mind operates like you know break it down for me don't give me too much in in, in that week and you know i'll start I'll tackle whatever you tell me to do. But if you tell me to do all these different things, I'm going to struggle. And he did an amazing job of breaking that process down to where we had these weekly, these weekly steps. And then, you know, we met once a week and that was kind of all the, 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 the tools that I needed as he broke down, kind of showed me how to break down deals. You know, we went over a few deals and, um, you know, he kind of got me into the points where I was kind of screaming like, hey, I'm a real estate investor versus like me not wanting to tell people I was under a pressure. Dude, like, Don't huge. I'm done. Huge. Because I- now the
0: universe is like, oh, yes, we hear it. Here we go. Here yeah. we yeah. go. Yeah. But also super important thing that you said. What was the buy in? He's like, yo, six months minimum. Yeah. You get a coach yeah. that's like, yo, I'll teach you the game in a week and you're going to fucking win. Like, nope. find the next one. <laughs> a- ain't happening. This is this is this is a disciplined approach. All right, six-month buy-in, and I gotta get you on the phone every week. I'm gonna give you a little bit every single week to build that foundation or to build what you want. Shit takes time. Don't the the stuff we see on Instagram is garbage. Oh yeah, overnight, Amazon FBA, whatever it is. Now I have a Lambo. No, you <laughs> rented a Lambo for a day, like to take pictures, bro. Right. If you want to build, I mean, Frank says it, the best get rich slow scheme we've ever come across is real estate. Yeah. (laughs) Started with with that first six months of the weekly sessions. I just, that's stuff that I get spirited about because people, people think it's going to happen like this. Like, that's not how it happens. I tell my, like, I had a uh, memory come up on Facebook yesterday. My second flip ever, eight years ago, we ate shit on that flip. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a partner that ran over the rehab budget. I had to, after we, I was direct to seller. We bought it. I had to wholesale it to another rehabber because we screwed up so much. We couldn't, we didn't have funds to finish the project. Hard Money Lender was going to foreclose, right? But that's eight years ago. Now we run multiple successful projects at a time because it takes that time to build and learn a little bit in pieces at a time. Trying to drink from that fire. Like I worked at Fidelity. They used to be like, You're learning, but you're gonna be drinking from fire hose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's good, but honestly, your method of of breaking it down, learning on a week basis, and say, hey, give me a couple pieces of information so I can digest that. That would be the advice that I'd like to leave our listeners with today. Like that's super, super important.
2: Yeah, 100%, um, you know, I I think that's, that's probably the difference in someone being successful and someone kind of getting that analysis paralysis is the breakdown and kind of having them tangible steps and kind of having that checklist almost to where, um, like I said, you know, you say, okay, you know, I want to do long-term rentals or, Hey, I want to do short-term rentals. It's like, here are the things you got to do. You got to find a market. You got to, you got to get furnitures. Like, so are you going to get furniture before you get a place? Are you going to, to, you know, there's these steps that you have to take, um, you know, from A to Z, but, you know, most people want to stick, skip to Z because, like you said, the, you know, the the misinformation that that is being portrayed on Instagram to where, hey, I opened this short-term rental in two weeks, and it's like, no, you didn't, you know? And I, In two I weeks, I'm making 40000 and yeah. Like, it's like, that's not how it works. And, and now that I'm kind of in, in that game, I see how bad it is. And I'm usually kind of really, especially a lot of my athletes, I'm kind of, you know, really talking to them about the misconception of social media and how it.
0: you know, it, it.
2: It, it's being portrayed one way. And it's not, um, from a simple point of just losing weight, gaining weight, um, you know, uh, the, the, you know, Hey, I got faster right now. And it's like, but it, it took time. Like, don't you ever, think that it did not take time for them to do x y and z so now i'm trying to get them to understand that has been the difference of like hey i'm seeing progression like i'm getting better and it's like well what did you do different i just stayed consistent that's it that's it like my boy andy frisella says
0: discipline delivers happiness i like that
1: that's it I'm just like. thinking of, uh, I mean, we're, we're way off topic, but I'm thinking of like <laughs> the, the
0: the Olympians
1: that, you know, it's all about that hundred meters and they made, they broke a record, you know, that guy from Jamaica, stuff like that. It's like, Usain Bolt. yeah, Usain Bolt. They're like, oh, it only 10 seconds. No, this is years upon years yeah. upon years of work. And it was not just about those 10 seconds, you know, and basketball players, when you see them, some of the real professionals, you know, Larry Bird, how many threes, how many times was he on the fall line and kept making shots upon making shots,
2: you know?
0: So let's yeah. do this, Tony, let's, um, can we dive into like your first deal?
2: And, yeah, of and course. Kind of how
0: you, how you built those steps to, to get yep. into that first deal.
2: Yep. So, so our, our first, our first deal came from kind of me getting to the point to where I was kind of telling everybody that I was, uh, into real estate and I was a real estate investor. I had, uh, one of my, uh, clients, uh, one of my clients, uh, Grandpa um, reached out as she was told, you know, telling, hey, Coach Tony is looking for real estate. He was he was selling. He had a package of three properties. And um, we kind of dialed in and we ended up settling on one of the properties. As I knew, through this process, I was planning on doing uh, youth uh, group homes for troubled youth and uh kids who were kind of ward of the state. So I was looking for something that was kind of larger, you know, four or five bedrooms. Um as that model, you know, you usually rent by the room or the bed. So he had a five bedroom. Um and and for me, it it was get a base hit. I wasn't looking for like this home run that's of a it, day. man. I was just getting the game. I yeah. I was looking for a base hit. Yep. And and, and I know for a fact I wouldn't have pulled the trigger um, if if my buddy Mike would not have been involved because I, uh, I kind of overanalyzed this over and over and over because it, it was a tenant that was in there, that uh, Section 8 tenant, and I, I inherited her, um, and she's been in there for about 10 years. Uh, but the cool cool kind of thing about that is the, the rents were super low, so she was paying 9 50 and um, kind of day one, I was able to raise her rent to 1500. Oh damn. market, market rent is like 19 in that area. It was, it was still it was a good deal. and I, I didn't ha- I haven't had to do we, we, we purchased that one in in March and I haven't had to do anything to that one. So as far as from a strictly like looking at the numbers, it's like uh, it's, it's not a great deal, but for me, it's a great deal. Because right. one, I was able to, to, one, get in the door. Um, it's got some major upsides. And as I'm going through that process of getting certified for the youth, um, I know that I've got that property that is ready to go when I am certified and ready to operate my youth group home. Absolutely. So that was like the first deal where it was like, okay, you know, I put 20% down, purchase it for one fifteen. Um, so, so I was able to get a 30, 30 year fixed loan. like I said, it wasn't it on paper. You're like, eh, yeah, but you know bad. what? At 1500 a month, that it was the right? perfect, the perfect that's not, deal.
0: That's not bad at all. And, like I said, wrong.
2: one, I was heavily involved in everything else I was doing. I knew I wanted to get in the door. And once that started happening, things started really shaking. So literally at my way to closing, um, one of my realtor friends kind of reached out as for a pocket listing and this was the second one where it was like okay this is where it can really good be good if i if i if i do it right so purchased this one for 17.5 and i was all in right now about 95 Mm -hmm. and we just got appraised last week and appraisal came back at 140. Home so run. I would say maybe not
0: a home run, but that's not a home run, but man, nice man, triple maybe, But right? the sweet
2: thing about that is I am fully like right now operating our adult group home. Mm-hmm. Um, so two kind of different sides. So we've got kind of our youth, youth uh, phase, and then we've got our adult phase. My, my whole goal was to kind of merge them as a, we know that, you know, kids are awarded a state once they reach 18, if they don't have X, Y, and Z, they become homeless, yeah. which then the homelessness kind of creates this you know health health thing you know yeah. and now they're in this position where they're you know in the pot they're they're taken away from the pot like i've got this theory you're either putting into the pot or you're taking away from the pot right yeah. so i'm explaining this process to people they're like you know why do you why do you want to do this and i'm like you know one when, when somebody goes to jail who do you think pays for that right you do not yeah. them no, we face when they go to the hospital with no no insurance. It's like, you know, so this hand up versus handout mentality has really shown me like I would rather be on the forefront of teaching someone how to to get off that system to then pay into that system to, to then help more people. So, you know, I get some pushback from like guys at work because we do make a lot of runs on on homeless people that you know maybe are are, are abusing a system. And I tell them, okay, that's fine and dandy. And I don't want to pay for, you know, this person to go to trade school. I say, okay, we'll just pay for him to go to jail then. Well, no, 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 which, no. Which one is it? Which one? Which one would you like? Because we're going to do one or the other, right? So I would
0: rather. It back to the teach man to fish parable, right? Yeah. Give him man a fish, you want to teach him man to fish. Yep. My yep.
1: favorite ones?
2: Yep. So that, you know, that's, and that's it, why man. I think that's where like true, just passion comes from is knowing like, my money's going to go to whichever one I'm I'm hoping that it, you know, we're, we're, we're more successful into kind of helping them. So um, right now I'm operating my second. So I, I did a, it was a full gut job. It had some mold, but it was, for me, it was the perfect one. It was like this blank slate where if I messed up, let me mess up on this one because yeah. it was, it was a blank slate. You know, we took everything down to the studs um and obviously the process of trying to get my systems and processes together dude on a oh, project that big for yeah. your second house oh you talk oh about a challenge yeah it, it was <laughs> uh you know obviously a lot of days of like what am i doing yeah but obviously that's where right my mentor came into play like i would you know kind of be ready to go off the jump off the edge and he's like dude stop uh-huh. like Stop. Like, this is, this is silly that you even think about, like, right. He's like, you got to do same thing system. You got to do this first. Like you got to get your, 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 uh, you know, you got to find the guys first and then yeah. they've got to do the framing first. And then they've got to do the, 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 the plumbing, the electric, like you can't do drywall before you do that. So you worrying about the drywall ain't going to help you one bit. So breaking yeah. the, this large thing down to kind of the tangible steps and um, one of the books he had me read, which which definitely kind of helped was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Yeah, Gary Keller. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, just even with kind of how my dyslexia works, like I, I do a lot of audio as like I to for me to comprehend something, I have to read it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I usually listen to it, read it, and then re-listen to it. So obviously that takes you know quite a bit of time. So um, the, the one thing definitely kind of helped me get more laser focused as like, Hey, yes, you've got this, all this phase one, you've got all these things to do, but at the end of the day, what is the one thing that's going to move the needle? Like that you have is. to do one thing first. So get up, do that one thing. And then we tackle that then the, the, the next thing. So, um, you know, obviously dealing with contractors and all the different things that, that come along with, with doing, uh, rehab. Um, you know, having to fire people. So now, you know, I'm getting to the point to where I'm having to communicate a little bit more and me, how I, you know, operate as far as that, that help side of me, sometimes, you know, kind of, kind of screwed me a little bit to where, you know, I'm helping guys that I probably should have got rid of earlier. But for me, what we call kind of par for the course that for me, that was a learning experience as I'm now, I know what to look for, when I need to do something really quick versus like, okay, like you, you're falling on hard times. Let's work through this versus, Hey, I'm done with you. You know, leave versus like, okay, what's really going on. Is it, you know, where you're being more of a habitual or liar? Are you being honest? And it, you know, you just falling on hard time. Cause I'll help you all, all the way through, but I need to know that you're serious and really want help and right. I'm there to help. So yeah. going Tony, through what's, this-
1: what's the biggest challenge in your business right now?
2: Finding finding the right time um, from a time standpoint is probably the hardest right now because I've got so many I guess different entities. So right now, like I said, the the youth and that's a nonprofit. Then I've got my uh, Daniel's Place, which is operating the adult side, and then I've got my Fireman Flip LLC, which is handling the flips and you know um, you know the buy and holds, and then I've got my B T B Speed, which is my speed and agility um uh, uh business and that's growing and then i've got my full-time job and then i've got kids so trying to you know obviously you know, life of an entrepreneur in, yeah trading that time for for money though like but i think the biggest thing especially with me dealing with the different kids that i deal with understanding that kids want our time i don't care what you think they want our time they want to be throwing that football in the yard so us, you know, working, working, working. And then we look up and it's like, my dad wasn't there. You're like, are you serious? Like I've worked so much to get you X, Y, and Z. <laughs> they don't care about that. help that is kids coming to the gym, right? I deal with a lot of volleyball, which volleyball is a really, really expensive sport. So you got parents that, you know, do a lot of dropping off. And kids would pour into me and we would chat and they're like, I just want my, I just want my dad at the games. And it's like- oh okay so you wanting to see them more than you're going wanting to do this and go here and so that was a, a a kind of a game changer for me as i am now trying to position myself to be home more and have this system and process to be able to operate without me fully having to be there every day awesome love it
1: all right so we're going to ask you the same questions we ask all of our guests uh first question is if someone wants to become a better investor, what's one thing you
2: would recommend? Go get a mentor. Don't don't mess Hell around yeah. trying to read all Let these go. different books and, and dial in the pot. Go find a, a a mentor that can kind of break that process down. And even and I and I think a lot of times we, we get to the point to where if something is free, you're not going to take it serious. So if, really? if someone's charging you know that they're spending time also which is that time versus money so i i was seeing where like you know if, if somebody's like hey i'm charging for this this program or this thing it's like well i don't want to do that it's like no no you should do that because that means they value their time and they're going to show up when they when they're supposed to because it's, it's not free so i would say find a mentor immediately and, and that'll kind of expedite a lot of the issues and uh, concerns that you have early on. I don't know anyone successful in real
1: estate that does does not have a mentor. You know. Yeah, Next question: What is uh, one book do you've read lately that you consider a must read? I
2: would I would say the the one thing is probably a game changer as it it, it really simplifies um, what what you should do. Um, I think, like I said, there's so much noise, and and if you're heavy into social media, you can get so lost in. The different the different avenues that are out there to make money um and, and you'll find, you'll find yourself kind of going down these different rabbit holes, um joining this program because you know somebody on Instagram showed you in a Lambo showed a Lambo and said I did it by following this program and then now you find yourself going down this program and then you don't go deep into that to that program that you were probably super close to, to cracking. Um, because you, you you didn't switch to something new. So that was probably one of the big things that I learned is, you know, being able to go deeper into programs because I think every when someone said they didn't get anything out of a program, to me, it's like it, it always goes back to did you really? did you really operate and go super hard on that program? A lot of times it's no, I might've took it serious early on and then I got sidetracked and then tried to go down another path. And then now I'm gonna say that program didn't work because a lot of the information is the same with the different programs um, or masterminds or, or, or whatever you wanna call them. I think they're all the same. It's just how, how much are you willing to execute on that particular one?
1: Last question. What do you wanna be when you grow up? Which means- Five or ten years down the road, where do you see you and your business?
2: So I, I really see myself kind of heavy into the the group home uh, model. I think that's it's something that again we t- you know no one really talks about. I think you know cracking that code. of, understanding why people don't do it it's it's a you know dealing with the bureaucratic part has been super super difficult as you know when things change uh it, you know a lot of times governments are you know 10 years behind so it's like you know you 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 know you start to deal with like things that should be changing right now and they're they're not um so it's definitely frustrating and i know why people don't do it but i think it's definitely a rewarding um you know even Even to the point to where I try to explain people like you can make money and still do good because in order to do good, you have to make money. So being able to to show people that, hey, we can do both and and let's bridge that gap to where we can make money, but also do good, which doing good makes us more money to do more good to do good. So it's it's like this vicious cycle of, you know, people think if I'm doing good, if i got a nonprofit, I shouldn't make money. And I totally think it's the opposite because the more money that that you can make, the more people you can help. You can't be purpose driven without being money driven to some
0: extent, because being money driven is going to allow you to be purpose driven.
2: Now, obviously, you know, that's that fine line of, of staying super focused on the goal. And that's why I think, you know, being around the right people that keep you focused on on the goal at hand when when that money starts to do come in and being able to continue to help and kind of having that vision and being laser focused and that mission that that you sought out for. No doubt, no doubt. So we appreciate you answering our questions and being on the podcast. If somebody want to
0: find you, what's the best way? Instagram, Facebook, email. Yeah,
2: yeah. So right now, um, my my Instagram, uh, you know, I, I'm dealing pretty heavy with our, um our training. So it's, uh, BTB speed at, um, I'm sorry. So our handle is, uh, at BTB speed, uh, for our speed and agility, uh, training, which I do do some posting on there, but, uh, for kind of real estate specific is fire at fireman flip, uh, on Instagram or, uh, fireman flip at gmail.com is our uh, email. We, we uh now I can't tell you email. If you email me, I'm you know, I'm 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 gonna get back. I promise I will, but uh, through Instagram, you know, it's definitely a kind of an easier, um, easier find as I look at that quite a
0: bit more. No doubt. So you guys heard Tony. You want to give him a follow at Fireman Flip on Instagram? We hope that you guys like this episode of the podcast, enjoyed it as much as enjoyed recording it. Um, in between podcasts, check out our website at thecashflowkings.com or give us a follow for daily content on Instagram and Facebook under the handle the Cashflow Kings. Cheers to your success.
1: The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal tax or investment advice.